Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting again tonight, and I have the pleasure of doing so with my good friends, Genre and Sue. Say hey, good friends. (laughs) Hey there. And uh, yeah, so we're doing the show here. It's uh, beginning of December. The year is starting to wind down and... uh, you know, pretty colored lights are going up everywhere, and uh, the government is uh, uh, maybe going to shut down on Saturday. Is that right, Sue? Friday? Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow, right? Uh, Friday, holiday yeah, tradition. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, if if uh, if St. Nick, uh, or is it maybe it's the Krampus, didn't bring us a threatened government <laughs> shutdown, like, it wouldn't be the holidays, you know? Be like, where's the lump of coal in my stockings? Yeah. <laughs> It's like so, it's like yeah. a year and not seeing that um that Hershey's Kiss commercial with the bells. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> but we should we like as we're recording right now it's the it's December the 2nd. This airs Indeed. on the 3rd. Uh so we will probably have a continuing resolution by the time this airs hopefully. Uh, the house has passed one. The yes. house has passed. Um we're still waiting on the Senate and we're getting hints that the senate will vote soon so hopefully over the like in before the weekend party yeah it in is but my party we wanted we wanted a mandate a vaccine mandate vote up or down to undermine biden so yep. i guess they're gonna get the vote but oh boy i apologize for my party what can i say but you know i would really like it if the budget they did um they actually did a regular budget and stopped with this continuing resolution stuff. So I completely agree. If if only if, uh, you know the party that has fifty seats in the Senate wasn't implacably opposed to doing anything that might help the country, it would be a real shame. Well, they did it even <laughs> while Trump Trump was president. It was you know a CR and a CR. It's wicked. Well, well uh, there. Guess what, guys? I agree with Mayor Pete about something. Sure. Hold on. Hold on to your hats. Wait, let Uh, me get a hat. Hang on. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, During the campaign, one of his one of his suggestions was to make the budget like make a rule that if uh, if a a new budget wasn't reached, then the old budget would just roll over. Yep. So this wouldn't happen. So can like this wouldn't happen. They would. It would basically be like. We want money for this stuff, and then everybody would say no, and then the then the new budget would just it would just be the old budget it would just keep going until um until there was a change, and then that would be the new budget until there was a change on that. But yeah, but that's it's hard to be you know a a, a, a yeah a, a nihilistic obstructionist if uh, you give up an opportunity to uh, throw sand in the gears, you know. Yeah. I mean, what would yeah. Mitch McConnell do? I like the proposal where Congress didn't get paid. Yeah. Congress didn't get paid until there was a real budget, but that'll never happen either. So. No. Nope. 
<laughs> so uh, before we and, get on to talking, go ahead, Sue. I was going to say, and this CR is just through the middle of February, so we'll be right back here again for oh, Valentine's Christ. Day. So. Uh, 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 unless, you know, the Democrats actually get their big darn bill through reconciliation, which, you know, maybe at some point Joe Manchin will decide is something he's okay with. But, I, you know, I mean relying on Joe Manchin's good judgment and compassion is not, I think, a winning bet. So. <laughs> well, well, mid-December, they've got the, the debt ceiling. Exp- is, uh, we run out of debt ceiling. I mean, we run into the debt ceiling. So they got to do that, too, next in the next two weeks. Right, exactly. So, so, so yeah. Like so, three, three hurdles. So, uh, you know, it, it's... It's a, a a dysfunctional system that uh, uh, has been designed to be that way, and uh, you know, shame on the Democrats for not fixing these things when they could have done had the power to do so. Uh, you know, and and shame on the Republicans for preferring it this way. But um, before we get into that, uh, uh, if you want to join me in scolding Sue and all those other gosh darn Republicans. <laughs> Or, or, or perhaps you know, sing oh, my no. hosannas because I'm just so great. Uh, Take it yeah. easy on me. Isn't that the new Adele song? Take it yes, easy I think on so. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can email us uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com uh, or uh, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter or facebook.com/slash/civilpoliticsradio. Uh, we do also have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, and that's got recordings of previous episodes of the show that broadcast, as well as some supplementals. And we actually got a supplemental from last week where we uh, 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 talk about how rich people screw everything up, I think. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, partially, yeah, that was that was part of it. The other part of it was me just complaining about uh, the the people in power not understanding the uh, the needs and the and the wants of of people that were that have come of age in the last twenty years, um, I I actually it was it was kind of freeform, but I really enjoyed it just because it reminded me of our talks at the diner when we could do that. Yep. So if you want to yep. hear uh, 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 lightly edited for when we uh, slip into profanity, but if you want to hear how we talk <laughs> when uh, we're just sort of shooting the breeze, you know. Uh, go check that out. So civil politics after hours. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I I am very proud of the title, the jaded urgency of now. I am very i've I've been that is a really good title about that. I'm oh, that's great. It's an excellent <laughs> title. That is excellent. Yeah. Civil politics nights. <laughs> oh God! When when did the vampires come out? I don't know. Ask Troy and Abed. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, we, uh, yeah, so uh, we wanted to talk about a few things. And the, the the news that I guess I didn't see it earlier today, so I don't know when exactly it broke. But yesterday. Uh, oh, well, I guess yesterday. I just was not paying enough attention. <laughs> well, you know how that is. If you miss it when it happens, they, they never talk about it again. That's true. That's true. Because it's, you know, I was looking at national news summaries. I didn't look enough at local news, I guess. Uh, and I guess it's sort of a blip on the national scale that uh, Governor Charlie Baker has decided he will not seek re-election next year. That's correct. Not so just that, Baker, though. Also, the lieutenant governor, I forget her name. Polito? 
Yeah, yeah. Karen Pol- Karen Polito or Polito yeah. or however she is not uh, running either. And that's interesting because she she from the very start had been meeting with all the cities and towns. She's been all over the state. You know, that was sort of her role was liaison to all the, you know, which is a common thing to do when somebody's going to run for governor. Well, it's possible that she's deciding to keep her powder dry for a Senate run against Warren in 2024. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if just the the there's a lot of bad internal polling that that shows. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine that a sitting governor wouldn't uh, win his party's nomination, uh, especially when you know he. It's not like he's been, you know, uh, 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 he's very popular. You know, yeah, he hasn't been like you know flogging orphans in the street or something. You know, um, there, there's very some, specific. I, I, <clears throat> uh, hypothetically. Um, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. No, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, he's probably, uh, concerned about like the damage it'd do to him to run with a, a primary Republican, a primary opponent in the Republican primary, because it's going to be like the, the more he runs away from that, the weaker his support is going to be amongst the base that ne- he needs. Um, and I mean, I'm sure all the yeah. Republican voters in the state would, would, would turn out for him. In the general, because, you know, why not have one of our team in, in the governor's office? But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if he, he just decides that it's a mugs game and he doesn't want to play. Mm. I don't know. What yeah, do you think, Sue? You're, I, you, you, I don't know if no, you've met would, Charlie Baker, but you know several people in the oh, Republican. Few, is, it, right. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, I right. have no inside info as to why. Um, you know, I always thought he had higher aspirations, so. Who knows what that means, but why he wouldn't run, you know, just hold on to the seat and then run for something else, you know, from the seat, which is what a lot of the governors do in mass. You know, they hold on to the seat as best they can while they, you know, are out of state or whatever they're doing, running for the next adventure. So I don't know. And and why she isn't running, I, I can't tell, you know, I don't have any inside info. So I don't really know why. And I don't know who's lined up. I don't, there's no nobody that comes to mind immediately so i really think it must be just like dire uh internal polling looking at what the republican primary would be like i i i, I obviously it could be you know it could be like juicy scandal Ooh, ah. or it could be you know that governor baker is just like you know what i've done this for eight years i am sick of it i'm out of here bye you know i mean you know it could be any number of perfectly sensible explanations that have nothing to do with politics really really good job yeah 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 exactly he might have he might have gotten offered like oh yeah when you finish as governor you know come you know earn a million dollars a year or something you know you know come work for bain capital or something maybe who knows you know um i mean i don't know enough about his background to sort of well he came out of the healthcare industry so he you know he might go along that that's where he came from originally yeah so he used to run harvard community health plan so there might this is any number of things it could be, but uh, uh, my uh, unsupported by any facts opinion, <laughs> which is the best kind, <laughs> as we all know. But I, I okay. really, as I said, I have I have no I have no facts, so I'm I'm going to leave it alone. But go for it. I, well, I'm I'm just I I, your, I would spin. be I would bet a, a shiny nickel that somewhere in his top three considerations was like, oh, the primary fight. Do I want to do that? Do I really want to go through all that, like having to cut as far right as possible and then cut back towards the center 
because, uh, you know, I just I could be wrong, obviously. But uh, I just I suspect that somewhere in his in, in his mind and I wouldn't be surprised if Lieutenant Governor Polito feels the same way is just like, uh, do I want to go through this much aggravation for this job? So, yeah, that, could be wrong. Um, I I'm trying to find a confirmation, but uh, there might be he might have just uh, feared a, a primary to the um coming for him because there are a few uh very staunch Trump Republicans um that that Jim have been Lyons, running for things. Yeah, Jim, Lyons. the head of the RNC, the head <laughs> of the RNC in Massachusetts is actually Charlie. Charlie tried to get him another job. So, oh really? Obviously, yeah. There's no, there's no love lost between the two of them, which mm. is odd because usually the governor picks who the head of the RNC is, and you know, because they're the head of the party, the titular head. So, but I, so, Charlie's so, never backed away from a fight, so I can't imagine that that you know, that would be a reason. I think it's more he's got some he's got some offer or something. Well, and 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 he's saying like, well, I could have this fight or I could take this better offer. So. I mean, you know, that that is a, a kind of backing away from a fight, but it's a prudent one. Yeah. Uh, I I do have an article about um, who has actually uh, announced their, oh. that they're running in 2022. Ooh. 11 months Ooh. ahead. For the wow. uh, for the Democratic Party, uh, Danielle Allen. Uh, she is uh, she she has been the former dean. She's the former dean of Divi of the Division of Humanities at the University of Chicago, former UPS Foundation professor in the School of Social Sciences at the Institute for Advanced Study at Princeton. Uh, oh. She's both our author and columnist. Um, it's time to accelerate the pace of change. So I mean, she's not wrong. Woman, uh, that's that's her pitch. Uh, the first black woman to run for governor as the part of a major party in state history. Uh, oh, so does that's she live interesting. Even though she's been in Chicago, I guess she does. Uh, huh. Yeah, she lives here. You know, she. I mean, she, be, she was, and then she's she's a yeah. professor at uh, Princeton. Well, um, she's at the Institute for Advanced Study. There, there's no professorship. Yeah. It's it's, um, it's 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 a it's a pure think tank research thing where you literally never have to do anything. There's Sonia uh, Cheng Diaz uh, from Jamaica Plain. Uh, by the way, uh, the first one, um, Danielle Allen is from Cambridge. Um, she uh, is a, f a former school teacher from Lynn and Boston. The first Latina elected to Massachusetts. Massachusetts State Senate served as longtime chairwoman of the Committee on Education and currently chairs legislative committees uh, on cannabis policy and racial equality. Um, no, Seti Warren. He's he's one of the Democrats that always was in the wings for this stuff. Seti well, Warren, you know, going down the list. I don't know. Newton. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like the only prominent Democrat I could think that was sort of lined up for it. But, uh, and then, ben, of course, the AG. More ben Healy Downing. Um, he is uh, from oh, East Boston. Interesting. Um, former Democratic state senator from Pittsfield. Uh, and yes. he won his first state Senate race in 2006 at the age of 25. Served five terms in the legislature, became the Senate's go-to person on clean power. Huh. Uh, so that's interesting. For the Republicans, guess what? Jeff Dale. 
Oh well. Is is he the 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 preacher from Springfield who's like you know pushing you know laws to have gay people murdered in Africa and stuff? Nope. Uh, He was the one that ran against Elizabeth Warren the last time, or he he the he was the most recent um Republican uh uh, candidate for for Senate. Um, Oh wow, I'd totally forgotten that. Uh, Uh, One U.S. Senate Republican primary in 2018 before losing to incumbent Democrat Senator Elizabeth Warren, co-chair for pre- former President Donald Trump's Massachusetts campaign during 2016. And one of the leading proponents of the successful ballot initiative to repeal the Massachusetts gas tax indexing law in 2014. He is an Eagle Scout. Mm. Um, others who have filed paperwork uh, to run with a with campaign finance officials, but haven't really announced. Kimberly Duffy uh, of Quincy, Darius Mitchell of Lowell, Louis Perez. Um, he those two Republican Republican unenrolled. Uh, Louis Perez is unenrolled um, of North Central Correctional Institution in Gardner. Interesting. Nice. Uh, Diana Ploss yeah, of Peabody and uh, Orlando Sylvia, uh, Silvo uh, of Shrewsbury, Dem- Democrat. <laughs> oh, that's interesting because um, that's interesting. We'll just leave it at that. But, you know, um, Ben Downey may have a real chance. I had forgotten about him because he moved from he, he was out this way. And um, he was a pretty good senator for Pittsfield. No, well, he, he probably uh, he's a Democrat. He's on Democrat expert on clean energy that uh, policy that right away sounds like a, a plus in my book. So, yeah. Well, when you see him talk, when you when you know you'll all the voters will get to know him, and that's the thing. Who can raise their you know these folks aren't known statewide. None of them. Right. Maybe Jeff Deal, but not for a good reason. No, well, no, nobody likes him, and I'm sure that the guy that invented email is going to run as an independent. Vandana um, Shiva, yeah, yeah, Shiva. He's yeah. the one I remember running against Warren in twenty eighteen. Oh, yeah, because yeah, then, you know, he 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 had his, his supporters were actively harassing women walking into that event where I went to see. I remember uh, that. Warren and Holyoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they left me alone, but you know, everyone who looked female, they were uh, they were quite obstreperous. So his, uh, I will never forget his tagline was, "It takes a real Indian to be a fake Indian." Yes. Because yeah. he's of uh, Indian origin from the subcontinent. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. Um, so well, nobody does. But if the AG goes for it, Maura Healy, that'll be interesting because she's she's a real fighter. She, yeah. uh, you know, I'm very impressed I with Maura Healy. I don't agree with a lot of her. Pardon me? I'm impressed by Maura Healy. So, yeah, she, yeah. she she's a real fighter and, and, I don't agree with a lot of her stuff, but you know she certainly would do it. Would do the job. You know she's got all she's got all the skills, and you know she's not just a a talking head. She really knows how to get stuff done. So well, I hope we don't um, nominate uh, uh, another candidate who campaigns as poorly as Martha Coakley. (laughs) (laughs) That's that'll be hard to do. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but you know the pursuit of excellence, and uh, you know is. uh, Trying to do exceptional things is part of the goal, genre. So, uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, just so you know, just so everybody knows. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Well, Sue. let me, let me just list the, these off. Um, and I wanted to ask you, what was the name that you were talking about? The um, 
that I didn't that wasn't on the list? Uh, Seti Warren. Seti Warren. He's, I do uh, not see him here. S E T. Yeah, he he almost ran. He was going to run for the Senate seat, and then when Elizabeth Warren, in fact, um, um, Claire Higgins out here in Western Mass supported him for mm. senator, and then when then when um, Senator Warren got in the race, um, he he uh, backed down, backed out. But he's a real star in your party, you know, a real up and coming star. But what I was going to say about Martha Coakley is I worked for the state when she took over as AG and um, she really cleaned up the AG's office. I had never seen anything like it in government. You never heard it in the headlines, but she actually is quite an administrator. And it's <laughs> too bad she's not a campaigner, but I, she would have she would she would have she would have uh, reformed uh, Massachusetts government, in my opinion. Um, as a you know, just at, watching it from sh- as a one bureaucrat to another. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it could use it, but it was sort of a bit of the same kind of energy that uh, 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 two years later we saw from Hillary Clinton. Like, yeah, she's got the chops for the job, but I mean, Jesus, do I want to vote for her? <laughs> you know. Well, and you wonder if they really want it. You know, well, I was quite sure degree. that Hillary Clinton wanted it. <laughs> that, well, that was never never a matter of ambiguity for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean that the passion that that you make a lot of mistakes when you don't when you don't really want it and the you know fire in the belly comment that people always make. You know, you can you can really want it, but you don't really want it. I don't know how to explain that. But well, there's people I, that I, they sort of went in spite of themselves because they wanted yeah. some I don't know. Well, there's so a, here's a you get in your own way. Yeah, I and I can certainly see that there's there's some truth to that with uh, uh, Senator Clinton, but um, you know at the same time, uh, see I I don't know if if you know you necessarily think about things this way, but like you know as a feminist, I think that she was sort of stuck with the whole like you know darned if you do, darned if you don't uh, uh, conundrum, and so her uh, uh, very rigidly controlled and restrained approach, I think, was you know the one she felt most comfortable with. Given that, like the 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 more she put herself out there, uh, uh, you know, she'd still get hammered, and I guess it was just probably easier to take uh, campaigning the way she did, and it, it's too bad. Yeah. Well, and you know, she won New Hampshire, and they said it was because she was so real. Do you remember that she she turned yeah. the race yeah. in New Hampshire, and you know who's going to win their race? Just John and I were talking about this um, before we were on the air. Stacey Abrams. I'm 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 sadly quite skeptical, not because I have any sort of lack of faith in uh, in Ms. Abrams's abilities or her organization or her appeal to voters in Georgia or her worthiness for the office. But quite simply, uh, you know, the Republicans in Georgia are quite comfortable with trying to put their thumb on the scales. And she lost by a narrow margin uh, last time she ran. And I suspect that uh, that margin will only be worse uh, thanks to efforts well, the, the Republican f- government has put in to, like, restrict voting hours. And, you know, like, oh, yes, if you're waiting in a long line, no one can give you water. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like, well. It's going to be it's going to be hard. And there's a lift, uh, you know, there's a lift at some point at which, you know, more turnout isn't going to actually turn the tide. So. 
well, she she fought a valiant fight, and the reason that she lost, in my opinion, is that one of my party was um, running against her and also controlled uh, the um, secretary yep. of. Uh, he was the secretary of state at the time handling overseeing elections yes yes the fellow who is now governor and i can't remember his name right now but but i don't think governor kemp yes so i don't think i don't think brian kemp's ability to uh uh influence the election has lessened now that he's governor instead of attorney general i i think it has a little bit because those those immediate decisions are not his to make anymore. And they were some pretty hideous ones, as I recall. I don't know. I just think she's, uh, I think this is going to be fun. And I think of all my friends in Atlanta and, um, you know, of course that's a different part of Georgia, but you know, it, it really, it feels like it's time and she's done so much organizing. I, I think she's going to win it. So, but we'll see. Cause I, I often really hope she wrong. does. Yeah, I really hope she does. does. Yeah. We that also need to, uh, remember that, um, Kemp does not have the support of Trump. Uh, at least not at the moment, no, because nope. Kemp Kemp didn't uh, toss the election his way. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he actually oh, um, put out a statement about about it, like uh, like maybe another Republican will beat him, and I'll support them or something like that. Um, so Kemp doesn't have the support of the leader of the party uh, and the leader of you know the cult. So. <laughs> Uh, that that'll that's a mark against him. Um, Stacey Abrams has a very good track record uh, and national exposure. Um, plus her work with and the. She's, hmm? And I was going to say she's not ambivalent about it at all. If no. she's decided she wants it, this this you know she's going to go to the mat for it. So, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be a good race. Um, if if Kemp stays in the race and he he tries to real get reelected i think it's going to be uh it's it's going to be a it's going to be a fight um she does not uh, hold a great back great rematch yeah <laughs> no no it's uh it's nice to see it'll be fun to watch <coughs> excuse me is it, so is, it, is that all we have on stacy abrams i, I think we uh, i think it's time for a break actually yeah. Uh, could well be. I was just having a look. Election day next year is November 1st. So that's almost precisely, well, yeah, it's the first Tuesday of the month is is a Monday. It is the the first. So, uh, first Tuesday is a Monday. Nice. Um, (laughs) primaries first. I I assume in Georgia they have primaries of some kind of runoffs. Yeah, I I think so. Well, uh, so we've got 11 months to talk about this some more. So, yeah, let's take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So please don't go away, because we'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. 
cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm hosting tonight with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And we're going to pivot to talking about uh, one of those classic uh, uh, civil politics kind of issues where there's a specific thing that opens up a whole big uh, 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 set of discussions about the scope of government and how our political system works. Uh, so, uh, as you guys may know, um, I'm sorry, I know Sue and John Renault, as our listeners may already be aware, uh, thanks to a, a, a federal uh, district court ruling, uh, the uh, Biden administration uh, has been enjoined from ending the Trump administration's remain in Mexico immigration policy, you know, basically forcing refugees to stay there in Mexico rather than allowing them to come to the United States. Uh, uh the the argument that uh we uh that we shouldn't be doing that 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 actually is a violation of US law is pretty strong i think but regardless the uh justice in that case whose name i'm alluding though i do remember he was appointed by president trump has ruled that in fact uh uh the biden administration uh may not undo that policy and as i was uh uh suggesting uh while we were picking a topic during the break that in a sense, this is the the reverse. This is the other shoe on the other foot version of what happened with the Trump administration trying to repeal the deferred action against childhood arrivals, the the Dreamers policy that President Obama had put in place, um, which is to simply say, uh, so long as you are were brought to the U.S. as a as a minor, uh, aren't a citizen, and uh, you know are not a citizen, but were brought as a minor. And are you know keeping your nose clean that you are lowest priority a lowest priority person for uh, 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 immigration and customs enforcement to uh, uh, look into uh, deporting you or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, the Trump administration, of course, uh, hating immigrants, very much wanted to uh, uh, undo that right away. But um, the uh, courts ruled that. Uh, uh, because the uh, Obama administration had enacted this policy and uh, a number of people who would be vulnerable to deportation actions had acted in good faith, relying upon the policy of the Obama administration, the Trump administration couldn't simply just arbitrarily say, well, you know, sucks to be you guys now that we're in charge. Ha 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 ha. 
and so uh uh you know put restrictions on what the trump administration could do uh to deport dreamers and um the Biden administration, as I think we all agree, saying we should not be cruel to desperate refugees, uh, wanted to undo the Trump administration's remain in Mexico deal. But uh, since they aren't allowed to change that uh, in the same way that Trump wasn't allowed to change DACA, um, unfortunately, the Biden administration is having to uh, knuckle under and carry forward. Um, and I, it really sucks. And I'm, I'm, I'm very upset about it. Um, I don't, in the end, blame the Biden administration just because um, it is the job of the executive to carry out the laws as passed by Congress and to spend the money uh, uh, allocated by Congress. And uh, those laws uh, are interpreted by our courts. And when a court rules that this is what the law means, this is what you have to do, then that's what they have to do. Uh, and as I uh, obviously... President Biden could decide to pull an Andrew Jackson and say, well, you, your court has ruled, but now let's see you enforce your ruling. That is a, a, a tack that he could take. Uh, and it would be, uh, I, I don't know, it would be, it would be I think, uh, a, a radical move uh, and uh, a, a humane uh, uh, move, uh, certainly a, a, you know, a compassionate, let's be kind to the desperate but I understand why uh, any president is reluctant to uh, pick such an open fight by, you know, flouting a court order. So. So what do you guys think? I don't think Biden will ever go rogue. <laughs> it's not in his nature. So I don't think we can ever count on him to take unusual steps to, you know, he's probably going to stay within color, within the lines, I think you said earlier. Yeah. So, and I, I've heard they're trying to do things like offer, um, uh, they, they have some arrangement with Mexico. They just signed today or yesterday or one of these days, or they almost have signed it sort of agreeing what they're going to do for all those folks. But one of the things they're offering everybody is uh, vaccinations if they want them for COVID. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, that's at least yeah. one positive change. Uh, yeah. But that was, that's how Trump based it, right? It was on that, what is it? Section 40. That's um, that says it's a public health uh, rule that they were used that they used to. That's how Trump got got it created. It was it was some public health requirement that you you know that you be well enough to enter the country. So that's how he orchestrated it. So you know maybe in addressing that, Biden's working his way along to try and um, have it end, but. Uh, Mexico actually demanded a number of humanitarian improvements as conditions of the agreement to accept enrollees, including guarantees that asylum seekers will have access to legal counsel and that their humanitarian claims will be processed within six months. Is that 180 days? Uh, it is. Yes. That's, I heard the 180 <laughs> days. That's, yep. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hundred and eighty. No. They're going to try. Hundred eighty days is six months. Yeah, they're going to try to process so, them within six months. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making the best of a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, at least the folks aren't hanging along the border in um, oh shoot, Belarus. That that it's not resolved, but Belarus started behaving better. So. Well, Belarus uh, uh, let a whole bunch of 
people who were penned up in refugee camps go into Poland, uh, essentially as a way to sort of create a further headache for his neighbors because they're, uh, uh, you know, Victor right, Orban but they took, is a They took them to shelters. <laughs> they they pulled yeah. them off the off. Yes, yeah, they had I, created the problem. That's I really hope I yeah. really hope it is better for the uh, for those you know those desperate refugees. Uh, but uh, yeah, I you doubt know, it. it. Well. I hope it's not worse yeah. anyways, but yeah, but, but, uh, the, no, not Victor Orban. Wow. What's the guy's name? That was Orban. It is? Okay. The last, right. uh, dictator in Europe. Right, That's right, what right, he calls right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking of somebody else. Anyway. So yeah, it's, it's all, uh, it's amazing how easy it is to, oh, no, nope. uh, uh, Lukashenko. Yes. Right. Lukashenko. Lukashenko. Good thing I checked. Thank you. Yes. I was like, no, it's not Victor Orban. Orban is a different terrible. He, he's hungry. Oh, well, we should feed him. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to the wolves. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I apologize. No, I don't. I, 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 I think this one. Well, I accept your Biden, condemnation. <laughs> Biden, is, Biden is constrained to buy a lot of things. The Iranian, the Iranian deal and now Russia's lining up on the border of the Ukraine. They've got 100,000 troops. And, you know, um, Putin is testing Biden. But, you know, his. I understand what you're saying about Biden is doing the best he can with a, a lot of constraints. But, you Honestly, know, we expect our presidents to be really fast on their feet. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know. yes, 79-year-old Joe Biden, I don't think he's fast on his feet anymore. Uh, that was, you know, I, I, I don't think he's, you know, gone senile, but I do think he's, He's uh, uh, no longer as mentally agile as he as he was, you know, 15 years ago. But whatever, yeah. we're he, he's the president we got. I would say um, I honestly don't think uh, that uh, President Putin will do more than huff and puff on the border of the Ukraine, because actually invading uh, uh, President Biden could make, a you know, a, an argument that like we have to you know, stand up to tyranny and oppression and it's the Russians and whatever, um, and and wind up getting into a, a war. And, uh, you know, that tends to be good for a president's popularity, sadly, um, and especially a war where the United States wins. And if it comes to, uh, you know, two armies bashing each other, um, the U.S. military has significant advantage over the uh, Russian military. So it would not go well, I think, for the Russians. So and I think Mr. Our Putin track knows record that with wars is not that great, though. Good, no, it, it, and and it, they have strength it, locally. We don't have that much strength, although we have troops in Japan and Guam and all over there. But we we I, have I, one of the I'm, largest largest militaries in the world and the best equipped military in the world. Um, so why did Crimea go to the Russians? Why did we let that? Because happen? we because uh, President Trump decided it wasn't worth uh, the trouble. That was um, Obama. That yeah, was that was Obama. under Obama. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. When was it? Was it 2016? I, no, that was like uh, 2011. It was a couple of years before. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, they. Yeah. In fact, a big Trump thing was that. It. Yeah. Exactly. A big oh, thing was like. Oh, you're right. 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 Like, they're right. sending blankets. They should be sending bombs. You know, like. You're right. They, no, they I, saying, I stand corrected. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I think I think a difference is President Obama. Uh, didn't want to uh, start something without the support of Congress and uh, had a, a strong sense of like that's, you know, the president's role is to 
do what Congress directs. And so if Congress wants to go to war, then then cool. But if they don't, then you know, it's the same logic that led him uh, after Syria was found to be using chemical weapons uh, in you know, flouting a warning we, you know, his administration had given them, that President Obama went to Congress and said, okay, well, I need authorization to do something about this. And Congress was like, whoa, no, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be part of that. No. So, <laughs> but I think, you know, Con- cons- Congress can't get out of its own way. You don't want your president to go to Congress. You, w- you want your president to act. <laughs> I, I do, do anyway. want, I do want our president to go to Congress for, to go when it comes to going to war. Yes. Nope. Not because not in an emergency. That's they have an emergency. Days. An emergency is a different yeah. thing. But uh, well, you know, there's how I, you I, be, an emergency then. Well, I'd be really dubious that a a, a four month that four months would be an adequate window for a, a a a war with Russia if if such a terrible thing were to happen. Uh, all I will say is uh, the United States' track record with wars is not good when it comes to prolonged occupations and uh, uh, asymmetrical warfare, like after we occupied Iraq or after we occupied Afghanistan. When it comes to the enemy is over there and we are going to smash them, we're the best ever. You know, and I mean, I don't want to be like, USA, you know, because that's 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 not the vibe I'm trying to convey. I'm just recognizing the reality that when it comes to blowing up stuff over there, uh, you know, at a particular place in time, the U.S. is really good at that, and we have well, a yeah. lot of we have a lot of of stuff, you know, stocked up to do just that. So, uh, I, you know, if if the Putin if Putin were to actually, you know, invade the Ukraine, it'd be I, I if he invaded. Well, I don't want to I don't want to guarantee, but I could certainly see the uh, United States. I, I could imagine the Biden administration pushing to rapidly deploy NATO forces that are already in Europe into the Ukraine. And uh, Ukraine yeah. isn't a member of NATO. So? Well, I'm just saying. Oh, I, I'm, I'm aware they're not a member of, of NATO. But on the other hand, uh, I you know, again, I can conceive of the United States being able to make the, you know, being able to bring along the other members of NATO to to go in and uh uh, uh stop yeah and do something now it may not happen there's a whole lot of factors but i i i would be very surprised uh, yeah, if like vladimir a putin gas line yeah i would be like very a surprised gas line that supplies europe right i would be very surprised if 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 mr putin decided that uh it was uh worth the risk because you know losing you know losing a war being you know like invading another country and then Having his army, having the army smashed, would just be the end of his support. And I, I just, I don't know that he'd want to bet the farm like that. Obviously, I could be wrong. Um, I just want yeah. to say that and sometimes we are... people do that to consolidate. Go ahead, Putin to consolidate his power. He he likes yeah. an enemy on the outside, and yeah. he's got his troops all lined up. And we're, I think, we're in a weak position. I don't think we have all the resources there. So he he would have the upper hand if he just did it. So I don't I don't know if Biden is different than Obama, but Obama shouldn't have let it happen, in my opinion. I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, we can certainly agree to disagree on that. John, what uh, what do you think? What you I was going to say that we we are very good at blowing things up, um, but that is not the be all and end all of of an actual attack. There is the uh, and plus 
it wouldn't just be army versus army if you if you're going like russia is in crimea um there would be asymmetrical um warfare there would be people like who know the terrain who know everything like attacking the troops and then we have to figure out what happens after we level the place we're really good at like the united states is really good at blowing stuff up it's not really good at what comes after we so, our track I mean, record it, is less than perfect yes a, the, that's the thing like when you when there is a war then after the war is over like after the the major fighting is over you still have a job to do to finish the war we are good at getting to the middle part we're not good at tying things up at the end well i think one thing that would be different uh in contrast to say uh, the war we started for no good reason in Iraq, or the war we started for kind of a good reason in Afghanistan, you know, or the war we started for no good reason in Vietnam. Um, yeah, Korea. Uh, but uh, yeah, Korea. There's there's more of an argument for Korea, but um, regardless, the uh, uh, I think a main difference is that the current government of the Ukraine is a legitimate government. It was actually elected by a popular mandate of Ukrainians. And part of the reason why uh, things are so tense is because there is a significant minority population of ethnic Russians in the Ukraine. And it's sort of an argument over like, you know, well, should this territory really be kind of Russian? And, you know, are the Ukrainians going to kick the Russians around? And and Putin's like, well, I should go in there and help out these Russians and so forth. So um, it, it could well turn into an utter shower Absolutely. But it's also, you know, this isn't the 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 the, the regime of Nagodin Diem or whatever. This isn't like a, you know, a, a, a kleptocratic puppet regime that nobody nobody likes or cares about in the Ukraine uh, and that we are installing and propping up. You know, it's not like Hamid Karzai. Now, will well, that make enough of a difference? They, I don't know. But I'm just they, saying it is they, a difference. They refuse. They refuse to get to follow Trump's lead to uh, find dirt and smear Biden. They actually right. stood up to Trump on that very carefully. They were, you know, they didn't they didn't really show their hand, but they they did not go down that garden path, which is a good thing. Right. Uh, so all of that suggests to me that it might not be the same as our ill-fated expeditions into Iraq and Afghanistan. But regardless, e I really hope it doesn't happen because it will involve tens of thousands of deaths, a whole lot of uh, wasted money and property destruction and human misery. Um, and it's also going to make climate change worse, you know, which is another thing that we should care about. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And Angela Merkel, as of Wednesday, won't be in Germany and she would be a very strong supporter of that. I don't know about the new guy. I don't know too much about him. Left I don't center. know what. I can't. I yeah. I I don't know what he'd do either. So, so the whole yeah. thing is, I don't know. This this sort of gets into some of the real politique stuff that like is, you know, it's there's there's always something a little evil about it. You know, like which big nation will you know decide that its national interest involves sending young people off to 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 kill and be killed uh, somewhere, and you know how much money we want to spend on something and. Uh, you know, like like wars are just uh, wars are never a good idea. There have occasionally been wars in human history that were 
the least terrible ideas, like the Civil War in the United States, for example, like, yes, let's fight a war to stop mm-hmm. slavery. That is good. You know, like the war sucks, but the end of slavery is is not. It, that is actually good. So, well, but whatever. Putin and, the, and what he's done to his political opponents and, you know, poisoning oh, yeah. people even in Britain and in prison. I mean, he's, he's a good, he's a good um, monster to have if you're going to, if you're going to take yeah. one on, I guess. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a, a tyrant with a, a long and bloody history. So I don't know. Uh, I got to say, the thing that makes me a little worried about how the Biden administration might handle this is the way we're haven't re-upped with the Iranian nuclear deal. Like President Biden could easily have said, you know what, that was Trump, our bad. Let's just start up again. But uh, instead, you know, they've sort of dug in their heels and say, well, we'll start if you start. And the Iranians are like, we're not the ones who were violating the agreement for a year and a half. So why don't you start? And uh, mm. I don't know. You might have Israel buzzing in this year as well because they are That's obviously true. like all pissed off about about it again. So yeah. um, he might. I don't know. Um, with with that, I don't know what's going on. It, it's. In terms of that, that realpolitik, <laughs> you know, balance of power amongst the major military powers of the world. Honestly, I, I'm not sure that uh, uh, our uh, alliance with Israel is is uh, the best for us. But I you know um, it's not. I think, yeah, I think they not. get us into some things we shouldn't be involved in. Yeah. yeah. It's, Plus, it's we give really... them an awful lot of money, which I think yeah. we should stop yeah, doing. Yeah, we do. But... Yeah. I mean, there was a uh, I follow a number of things on Twitter and there was a, 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 a something like I in the Middle East or something like that that I follow. And it uh, just they had a you know, the, I saw this tweet a few days ago and it was three young children standing behind a chain link fence at night staring down at a construction site as a backhoe was knocking down like, you know, a concrete block home, you know. And, you know, it's 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 poured concrete and rebar. So it's gray and blood and whatever. But it was their childhood home. And yeah. I just thought, you know, yeah. what is worth destroying the place where these kids, you know, where like all of the happy memories of their childhood, so many of them are in that home. How does it help anybody to wreck that? Clearly, so, there are like weapons Israel's in the basement bully. or something. I don't know. I, I they're making more room for settlements yep the, the, i think that generally the um like you said like the um from the remain in mexico from the uh from the deal to the like there there are all these there are all these things that we want the president to to take care of and it, and it seems like you should just sign the thing you know, um, and it's running into these issues that a lot of them I'm looking at them and say, saying like, what is your problem? You know, like, what is the issue right now? Uh, the remain in Mexico thing, like there is a way around that. There has to be. Yeah. Um, yep. and- they said basically developed the procedures and follow an administrative track that makes sense yeah. and you can it's, do it. It's, it's another, it's another instance of, like a lot of these things are another instance of me thinking uh, that that there these are things that they should have been considering like as soon as he clinched the the election. Like I agree. 
there are there are laws there are agreements there are so many things that they they didn't have to wait until they got into the oval office they didn't have to wait they they could put a bunch of teams on different stuff create a lot like and he did that with a lot of signing statements and things like he was like just putting them out like but this stuff with um the the democratic battles and this stuff with uh the the iran um deal uh and and all that it's just it's very frustrating it is it's like he's not a good manager that uh, but he had his uh, head start as anybody having been in the obama administration he would have had all the inside you know he knew where all the skeletons were probably still had a lot of people in those departments that he could go to uh, the yeah, trump administration doesn't... hollowed out a lot of those departments there was a lot of understaffing in especially in the department of state yeah so true you know part true, of what president but, biden but, had to do was just staff up the federal government again in a way that it hadn't it, that had been neglected yeah. for years yeah so. but they had you know acting heads and people within the department you could promote to right. acting head i'm just i'm just saying that th- that's the difference of a good manager and a bad manager all this stuff all the time in the press makes me think that biden's not competent enough well it could be, be though though contrasting him as a bad manager in comparison to donald trump is i think uh, what's the phrase? Galaxy brained. <laughs> it's that's well, like I, Ronald I, Reagan. What like mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan? Well, like Ronald Reagan, you might not agree with him, but he got Another what he wanted president. done. Yeah, yeah, they, they that's were, true. They're able to get, you know, they dismantled the EPA, and you know, I forget all the things that happened under Reagan. Busted the but air traffic controllers' were, union, and yeah, uh, yeah, uh, they expanded poverty. Airlines. You know, expanded poverty in the country and yeah. uh, the Iran Contra scandal. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot to to love about Ronald Reagan's presidency. If you're, well, it, you know, I'm not even. talking. I'm not talking about whether you agree with it or not. I'm just saying the ability to get done what you intend to get done. It feels like Biden can't well, get done. I, that, that's true. The Reagan administration, the Reagan administration intended to do nothing about the AIDS crisis, and sure enough, they did almost nothing about the AIDS crisis until C. Everett Coop stopped them. Though, I yeah. think what I think oh, yeah. I think going into what what Sue is saying is that uh, we like uh, that like Reagan or Trump or Bush or whoever like they um, they wanted to do something and they did it. One difference is that those are all Republican uh, presidents, and they and Biden for for all of his flaws actually does not want to uh, you know be a king and just no, right. force things through he's a, and he's that's, a i think that's guy. good yeah it, it's right. good yeah. that they that he is not throwing around the uh the office of the president like he's not like just doing stuff just because he wants to do it that's good um I agree. the problem is that there are things that he should be doing that for that would be beneficial um like fighting climate, climate change, change yeah exactly election reform and rebalancing yeah. the courts exactly yeah. like well, yeah, push, stuff that would set up uh, stuff stuff that would set up the the ability for uh the congress and the president to function better not just i'm going to raise taxes or i'm going to cut taxes it's we are going to fix the system that we have so when we have these other discussions and we have these other issues, then it's a it's a level playing ground. It's a strategic approach. 
really. need to do that. That's what you're yeah, that's why. You, that's why I'm always that. annoyed that they didn't spend every cent of their political capital on the on voting reform, voting rights. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, that because if that doesn't happen, all is yeah. It's it's the foundation. Exactly. I agree with you. It's it's very interesting. By the way, I heard some good news. Well, sort of good news. They were talking about the um, the uh, COVID virus and the vaccines and the development and they're saying that they're going to be able to do an AIDS vaccine given <sighs> what they've learned with COVID. Yeah, they're uh, pretty good news. Biden has what is wants to to eradicate the um, hallelujah. HIV. So HIV. That's a possibility. Yep. That's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it's, a, it's the HIV population say, around the world it just makes us more vulnerable to things like COVID. So go ahead Sue, sorry. There's a very famous a virus person, I'm drawing a blank on her name. She's written a lot of books on it and they interview her all the time. And she said the reason Omicron came out of South Africa is two reasons. One is they have really good health care there. So they were testing and they knew. And the second reason is they have a huge untreated AIDS population. Yeah. And that it, um, that it was, uh, you know, they were basically carriers that helped give it lots of time to mutate. I thought that is very interesting. Yeah. Mm. So the, anyway, also we, need, worth noting, we need to vaccinate the world. Also worth noting, Omicron was detected in South Africa first. There's now evidence that it was actually in Europe first, but whatever. Anyway, uh, I, I hear the music, and so we've got to wrap up. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. We thank you for listening. Uh, Tune in again Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear us do this all over again in a repeat broadcast. And we'll have a podcast of this show going out to the various streaming services about 1 a.m. on Monday. So listen to us uh, from the comfort of your own home or car or whatever. Yeah. And that's going to do it for now. So thanks for listening to Civil Politics. Hopefully we'll join us again next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.